It's another edition of Sounding Off on Soccer, and it is a special United States Open Cup, Lamar Hunt United States Open Cup edition of Sounding Off on Soccer. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. The Pittsburgh Riverhounds are getting ready, gearing up, and all the fans in the Pittsburgh area, we are uh, very excited about the first a match at Highmark Stadium for the Riverhounds against a Major League Soccer opponent since uh, that that infamous uh, game in 2015 uh, when DC United came to Highmark and gave, the Hounds gave them all they could. Uh, ended up losing three to one, but uh, they they uh, they they asserted themselves very well in that fourth round match. Well, the the pages turned eight years later. We are now staring at a Pittsburgh Riverhounds Columbus Crew matchup. And I wrote a lot about the relationship, if you will, between the Columbus Crew and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds um, over the years in our, my Hounds notebook this week. So in Pittsburgh soccer now. So be sure to check that out ahead of this match, too. Um, a lot of history between the clubs. Obviously, there was that period of time where they were affiliate um uh, the Hounds were an affiliate uh, of the Columbus Crew, and Greg Berhalter was the coach. And at that time, it was Mark Steffens initially, and then, of course, Dave Brandt uh, coaching the Riverhounds. So they worked closely with the Columbus Crew. Uh, there were players that came over and had opportunities for playing time in Pittsburgh. And most notably, uh, well, the most famous one, of course, was, was Zach Steffen. Gone on to... Uh, you know, got his start uh, in in the United States. He played a little bit in Germany before, but um, got his start in the United States uh, at the pro level um, on loan from Columbus uh, to Pittsburgh. Had nine matches and uh, really, really did well. And then the next year, won the starting job for Columbus. So that's uh, that's uh, an fascinating history there. And of course, by 2019, uh, he was with Pittsburgh in 2016. By 2019, uh, he had. You know, achieved such good success with the crew that uh, he he eventually uh, transferred uh, Manchester City, bought his contract, and uh, and of course the rest is kind of history for him. At least that uh, he's you know still under contract with Man City. Uh, has played with Middlesbrough the last couple Middlesbrough the past couple of years uh, in the Championship, but uh, nonetheless. Probably the most notable uh, Pittsburgh Riverhound, maybe, uh, uh, you know, someone who's played for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds uh, came through from the relationship with the crew. So that's always a nice story. We always fall back on that. Um, some of the players that were part of that partnership uh, that played a lot here, well, really, it was mostly Marshall Hollingsworth. Uh, he was the, the main guy that played almost both years of that uh, partnership and, and then um you know, as a property player from the crew, but but we're um, we're gearing up for a big match at Highmark Stadium, and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds um, will be facing Columbus Crew. So Columbus are coming off. Well, in the Open Cup, they they had a pretty um, t- kind of tough match with Indy Eleven. It was a one nil. It was a late goal. Uh, that was their first match in the Open Cup. And then, of course, their most recent one, they, they, in the fourth round, they defeated Loudoun United. They went to Loudoun 
and really completely manhandled Loudon. Uh, I believe it was 5-1. So they are, you know, have the eyes on the prize. They're, they're, they definitely, they've won the Open Cup before. I'm sure they would love to do it again under new coach uh, Wilford, Wilfried uh, Nancy. So um, we're going to learn a little bit more about the crew. Uh, obviously, coming up here, I'm going to be bringing on the beat writer for the crew, uh, Bailey Johnson, over at the Columbus Dispatch. And it's always great to connect with other beat writers and uh, media members who cover uh, teams, uh, not only in the USL Championship, but in this case, somebody uh, who's covering an MLS side. So I'm um, looking forward to talking to Bailey very shortly, uh, in fact, uh, momentarily. Um, so we will be talking to Bailey. All right. Hi, this is John Krasinski. I'm back here. And uh, with me uh, is Bailey Johnson. Bailey, uh, the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, it's been a whirlwind for us in Pittsburgh in terms of covering the U.S. Open Cup this year. Uh, and you've been on the beat with the Columbus crew. And I was just talking a short while ago about the relationship between the two um, organizations. You know, over the years, there's been some connection there. Um, so it for us in Pittsburgh, who've been covering the game, been close to the you know Riverhounds over the years. Um, I think this is a when the draw came out. This was a this was the one I think that they we really wanted to see um, because you know geogra- geographically um, it's it's a good fit. I think it's going to be a great crowd tomorrow night at Highmark Stadium and. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a matchup we were really looking forward to. Uh, I don't know how how it feels over on the Columbus side. I know playing a lower division um, club is is always interesting, but um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, welcome to the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. People are definitely excited. Obviously, they're a little apprehensive about going to, going to play a lower division team, especially one where we know the atmosphere is going to be crazy, like it will be at Highmark. I'm personally super excited, but I definitely would say the fan base is also excited while knowing full well the stakes they're up against. Right, right. And, you know, I know you've uh, been been around this team a lot. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, just kind of getting a feel for, uh, you know, in terms of the feeling that they have. I, I know um, uh, Coach Nancy, you know, he, he talked about really the importance of but getting back up after Saturday's loss and, and responding and, and coming back. And, and, and I think this will give the crew an opportunity, you know, in a, in a high-stakes match like this, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly how they're looking at it. They kind of did a similar thing a couple weeks ago when they went and had a big win at Loudon in the fourth round. Um, not quite the same situation because Loudon's generally a less experienced team and all of that. But it's still, even though it was not always the MLS regulars that played for the crew, the energy that came from that game really helps them heading into back into league play. And they're very much hoping the same thing happens tomorrow coming out of, like you said, a tough loss on Saturday to season Yeah, Evan Bush was, uh, I guess he was in press conference yesterday, the, the veteran goalkeeper, and he said something along those lines too, you know, about the Hounds and the app, you know, Loudon, you know, the comparison. But uh, what, what did you have a chance to cover the game in Loudon or no? I was watching it from my couch <laughs> on a pretty terrible live stream. So. Yeah. I, well, I know what happened. I wouldn't say I honestly have a strong sense of that game. Like um, most of us I, nowadays in the media, yeah. these road games are tough to get to, you know. They're tough. I will be in Pittsburgh tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that, if nothing else, because I'll actually be able to see what's going on. 
from the crew scored their fourth goal of the last round. I couldn't, the screen was so pixelated, I couldn't even tell what had happened on the goal beyond the ball going in the net. Okay. <laughs> well, we, um, you know, we have a lovely, amazing sight line, view line uh, at Highmark Stadium and you know, our press box, uh, we'll just, we'll just make, we'll make enough room for everybody and we'll make enough room for you. I'm sure uh, it'll work itself out. Um, but, uh, it, it's definitely an experience and, and honestly, the se- seeing a second division, um, soccer, uh, I think is, is always an, or a third division, you know, with, with the fans in this, in a more intimate atmosphere, I think is always fun for these MLS teams, uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I was, as soon as I saw the draw, I said, I don't care what else is going on. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm bringing <laughs> a photographer with me. So awesome. it'll be a really good trip. Well, that's great. So we definitely look forward to seeing you tomorrow. But, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit more about this team. There's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who don't really follow MLS regularly. So maybe just fill us in. Obviously, Coach Nancy, it's his first year. He come from Montreal. But, but what about this club? What, what, what should we expect uh, from the Columbus crew? Yeah, so like you said, it's the first year with Wilfried Nancy after they fired Caleb Porter at the end of last year. He has brought his style of play from Montreal, basically a carbon copy of what he was running the last two years in Montreal. So that's very possession-heavy, playing with three center backs and really aggressive wing backs. Again, really want to have the ball. They've had, I think they're the highest possession team in MLS this year by percentage. There's something around like 58% this year, which is kind of crazy. Um, really want to have the ball. They're trying to, a lot of positional play, trying to create you know, numerical superiorities in certain areas of the field, particularly out wide. Um, I was about to talk about players like Cujo Hernandez and Lucas Delarayon because they're kind of part of my normal feel about the crew, but I wouldn't expect either of those guys to play tomorrow, and not unfortunately, but just sort of the nature of Open Cup, I wouldn't expect to see those guys, but they do have a really strong group of young players that they're kind of trying to integrate, some who are playing much more minutes in MLS this year than I think anyone expected that they would. Um, In MLS play, they've been starting their 22-year-old goalkeeper, Patrick Schulte, who, when coming into this year, I was all set to write a story about him making his first team debut, you know, when they got around to Open Cup, and all of a sudden he's been their lead play starter, so it'll probably be Evan Bush tomorrow night, who started their other two games. Um, Evan started the other two games in the Open Cup, correct, right? Yes, he has. Yeah. So, I mean, um, one of our writers, contributors, uh, Mark Goodman, he's... um, He's quite, you know, he he's been covering MLS for years, and you know his his takeaway is it, it's really going to depend on squad rotation um, for uh, you know what to expect from Columbus. I mean, is that kind of you? Has there been a pretty steady rotation with the with these previous Open Cup matches, and uh, is that what you expect some for them to go a little bit deeper? Yeah, definitely. I certainly expect that. It was just before we got on, looking at you know the photos they posted of their guys getting on the plane to head out there, and it's a rotated group. Um, and Isaiah Parente, who are both in their early 20s and have started the last two Open Cup games, I'd expect to see them. Um, they've got some younger guys on the wings, like a Max Arfston, who was their draft pick this past year. Um, definitely would expect to see pretty heavy rotation, although they are, like, they want to go for it in Open Cup. Wilfried said their intention is to go as far as they can, and they want to take this competition seriously. Um, but at this point, this will be their fourth game in just a you know, less than two weeks. Yeah. So they definitely have to preserve legs as well, for sure. Um, can you hold on a second? I have a, I have a quick call. I, I 
was I just missed a call here, and I'm I I, I shouldn't be too long. All right, sorry, we were <laughs> got interrupted there quickly. Um, but yeah, we're back. Um, yeah, and you were talking about you know squad rotation and depth and the importance of you know playing a lot of games in short periods or windows. The Riverhounds dealing with that as well, and I think that's one of the interesting things against the Revolution that they did really well was. They didn't. They kind of stayed the course in terms of um, rotating guys in and out. Um, you know, did did is what's the the attitude there in terms of um, you know going for it, if you will, in an open cup. I mean, I don't know if you've gotten any vibe either way from Columbus, but you know, I'm sure they would love to lift the trophy. You know, I mean, everybody wants to lift the trophy, but but also proceeding in a way that, you know, you're not, you're not, um, you know, you kind of manage, manage your, your squad too. It's, it's gotta be tough. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, we were all kind of curious how Wilfried was going to handle it. Cause obviously it's his first year of having a cup. He did win on um, the Canadian championship when he was coaching Montreal, but they play way fewer games Right. for that. There's just fewer teams. So it's kind of a different setup. Um, but he said, everything he said is that they take it seriously. Um, certainly I would expect, tomorrow and if they were to win in the next round that it would still be pretty heavily rotated and then once we get into the deep stages of the competition later in the summer that's when you might start to see more of the quote-unquote regular first team guys playing um they've called up a few guys from crew two um who have not otherwise not not otherwise signed to first team contracts not otherwise playing with the main squad um for these open cup games so far so i would expect to see some more of that and it's been interesting to watch because they certainly, you know, of course they express that they believe in the guys they're putting out there and they wouldn't be playing them if they didn't think it was a team that could win. But watching how those guys work together and, you know, come together in a very short period of time to hopefully produce a win has been really, really intriguing. Yeah, and what's interesting, I, I, you know, Bob Lilly, the Riverhounds coach, talked a lot about this too, that, you know, they are such a good possession team, as you said. Um, that always can help the legs as well. And, but the, but the uh, interesting thing will be the Hounds love to press, uh, especially at Highmark Stadium. I think it's a, not quite the full length. It's wide. It's about as wide as most fields, but I think lengthwise. So they love to press on that field. And, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, you know, Columbus has seen the best pressing teams in the MLS um, and, and can handle that pretty well. Um, but, but is that to, has there been any talk about that, um, you know, as far as Columbus goes? They haven't talked about that specifically with the Riverhounds, but it's certainly something they've seen at times this year. They went and played the Red Bulls, who maybe pressed more than any other team in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and lost that game up there. Um, and then they just played Cincinnati's a pretty heavily pressing team at this point in their evolution as well. Um, and it certainly has bothered the crew at times, kind of will pull philosophy around it is they want teams to press because they want to be so patient on the ball that they outweigh the press and then are able to play around it once the other team sort of gets like frustrated and wants to make something happen and kind of runs out of position um but certainly the philosophy but it asks a lot of his players obviously in terms of being patient and composed with the ball which is something they've been battling against this year especially with the number of young guys they're integrating into the lineup because I think you certainly see with some younger players sometimes they also get excited and want to make something happen, and that kind of plays right into the hands of the team that's pressing them. So that's certainly been, like, the biggest thing they've tried to handle this year, and sometimes works and sometimes not. 
Well, I think that's a fascinating match. Look at the matchup, really. I think because that's that's gonna we're gonna see what you know, and we'll see. Interesting too, in terms of that, Riverhounds have a pretty experienced midfield, and uh, how do you feel about Columbus's midfield and ability to you know, kind of deny um, you know teams from creating chances in the final third? How where do where do they stack up? I know there's been some injuries too along the, the back line. Yeah, there have been some injuries along the back line, so that's really my biggest question mark heading into tomorrow as far as what that lineup is going to look like. Um, they want to play with three center backs, and at this point they sort of only have three center backs. <laughs> so yeah. we might be you know, the same guys that played on Saturday going out there again or maybe somebody coming up from Crew 2 or something. The midfield is certainly a strength of theirs, particularly with the kind of next wave of guys they have coming up. It's sort of... Funny is not the right word, but fascinating how they continue to just produce these homegrown midfielders. They've got a kid like Aiden Morris who is, you know, breaking into the national team, and now the Canadian fans want him because they found out he's a dual national. But then there's the guys like John Zawadzki and Isaiah Parente who are in sort of that next tier and have started the Open Cup games and both been really excellent. Sean scored one goal against Loud and Isaiah scored two, and they can also really control things, particularly Sean. He's a super good box-to-box guy, so he can really control things in that middle of the park. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, we're all curious to see kind of how it plays out. So um, it seems like with Loudon, they they kind of opened up the floodgates with some early goals and, you know, struggling on Saturday and getting behind. Uh, I think that's something that the Riverhounds would love to see the same scenario, I'm sure. But uh, but is that something of concern, uh, you know, in terms of Columbus, like trying to get out? Everybody wants to get out to a lead early, but but really, one thing that Bob Lilly talks a lot about is dictating terms and kind of controlling the flow of the match. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a chess match. I'm sure it will be because that's exactly what Wilfrey talks about as well, and he wants them to play regardless of who's on the field, where they're playing, what the game situation is. He wants them to play it the same way, home and away, regardless of everything else. So. They're going to obviously want to get out to a good start. That is an area where they have been vulnerable this year. If the other team scores first and then can kind of sit back, they really struggled for several weeks in a row in breaking down a low block. They've been better at it in recent weeks, um, and Cincinnati really didn't do much of that on Saturday, which is what led the crew to be able to come back to tie it at 2-2 after getting down 2 nothing very early. Um, but certainly after getting down 2 nothing in the first 25 minutes on Saturday, they will be extra looking to get off to a good start because that was really just disappointing for them yeah and i think that's that's going to make for i think it's going to make for a good matchup i think you know on paper people might say well you know crew might be have the advantage in terms of talent but but i think when you put these two coaches on the field i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a really good close tightly contested match uh, as far as i can see so um my last question is uh, wilford is new and you know, developing a, a culture in Columbus. I mean, it, it, you know, in terms of developing a winning culture and kind of getting them back into the high, upper part of the standings. Um, what's your takeaway so far early in the season with, you know, what he's done and, and, and has this team really bought into what he wants? Yeah, I've been super impressed. I was impressed with him from his the first day they hired him and his introductory press conference, just how... He's so clear about what he wants to do on the field, and he's so good at explaining it, and he seems so thoughtful and so intellectual in the way that he thinks about the game. And I've had some opportunities to have some deeper conversations with him and just continue to come away super impressed. The players have certainly bought in. 
but it has been a major adjustment for them. So the results haven't necessarily been what they would hope they would be early on in the year. And Wilfried continually harps that what matters to him is the process, not necessarily the results. They've been disappointed by some, especially they played Orlando City a couple weeks ago and were up 2 nothing at halftime and then let Orlando get back in and tie it in the 92nd minute. So that was frustrating and a little bit of, I don't want to use PTSD flippantly, but <laughs> a little bit of a flashback to last year when yeah. it was a common problem for them of losing leads late. Um, so the results have not always been what they would hope they would be, um, but certainly they're buying into what Wilfred is doing and working quite hard at applying it to a successful way. But like I mentioned earlier, they're integrating a lot of younger players who haven't played before. I mean, right now they're starting central center back is a 23-year-old in his second professional season. So they're asking a lot of some guys in some situations that they've never been in before, which on the one hand is really good for those guys because it's a total like sink or swim, figure it mm-hmm. out on the fly thing. And on the other hand, it definitely puts them in situations where they're maybe not going to get as many results as they want right now. Yeah, and that's that's the interesting thing is kind of working through that during this, you know, cup competition and then league competition going back and forth and, and trying to make it all work. Well, um, Bailey, I, I really appreciate your time today. And I also want to congratulate you. Um, obviously, you are on the, uh, the the Columbus crew beat for at least for a little while longer. But congratulations on I, I see that you've got a new uh uh, job with the Washington Post, and I don't think you know that. That I think a lot of writers would aspire to love to to work for the Washington Post. So, um, congratulations to you, and uh, I guess you'll get to uh, you know Stephen Goff's over there, and there's some obviously a lot of other brilliant writers that you'll be uh, working with. But um, just wanted to make sh- want to make sure I mentioned that. Congratulations, uh, that'll be coming up. Uh, you'll be with the Dispatch for a little while longer, though, right? Yeah, thank you so much. First of all, I'm with the dispatch through um, next Saturday, so until June 3rd. So tomorrow's game will be, regardless of the result, my last Open Cup game. I'm excited about that. Um, and like you mentioned, yeah, Steve Boss, phenomenal. I'm going to the post to cover hockey, but yeah. as mentioned to me, I will still get to dip my toe in the soccer water a little bit. So that oh, sure. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, we appreciate um, your work and look forward to meeting you tomorrow night at Highmark Stadium. Um, and I'm um, sure we'll have a lot to talk about during and, and after after the match. And um, look forward to, to having all the, you know, the crew, the crew crew in, in Pittsburgh. I know that's a, a corny way to say it, but um, to, to, you know, looking forward to seeing all the Columbus people <laughs> tomorrow. Absolutely. It should be a good atmosphere. I know a bunch of them are heading out there, so really looking forward to it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bailey, again, thanks, and uh, let's see you tomorrow. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Right. Bye. And that was Bailey Johnson of the Columbus Dispatch. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, Highmark Stadium, again, 7 p.m. kickoff Wednesday night. Um, so we will probably be posting this some point on Tuesday evening. Uh, so uh, anyway, just, again, stay tuned uh, to Pittsburgh Soccer Now. We will have much, much more on this match uh, throughout uh, leading up to the match and of course post game um, we will have the crew it will be myself uh, Mark Goodman and Ed Thompson for Pittsburgh Soccer Now we might have a few other um, contributors uh, on site as well helping out and uh, so we will be wall to wall Riverhounds crew coverage uh, looking forward to it uh, can't wait it's an exciting night for um, soccer in Pittsburgh so looking forward to that alright look until then we'll talk again soon. Thanks for joining me.